Welcome to That's a Chunky. This is Kevin here with Jared, King of the Slams. Uh, we are joined tonight by our uh, esteemed guest, Aaron Akins, who many of you know as uh, Herbie Hancock from season one. I think some of you might have thought that really was Herbie Hancock, if you don't know who Herbie Hancock is. <laughs> um, but it is our guest from today, Aaron. Aaron, how are you tonight? I feel pretty good. Feel good. good. I'm, I'm excited to be here with you guys. <laughs> we are too. And, and I have to, I'm going to get right into the, the crazy factoid, Jared, is um, Aaron is a musician, a talented musician. Um, he performed at a um, music event called the North Sea Jazz Fest with Herbie Hancock. No way. That's amazing. Um, you did your research. Amazing. I always do. <laughs> uh, um, can you tell, um, was that was that a festival in Chicago or was it in L.A.? No, that's in uh, the Netherlands and at the, the North Sea is in Holland. Oh, that I did not research. So Kevin's um, research has some limits, uh, <laughs> but, but he got the most important part out of it. Um, yeah, he got the most important part. I'm excited. That was but, a big deal. It's the largest jazz festival in the world. But but this is what I really want to talk about is when you know. So I mentioned to you, mentioned this to you briefly, Aaron, when we were setting this up. That I used to have a radio show at WHBK. I was really passionate, um, and still am, about hip hop. Uh, later, I worked for a small label, and one of our artists went on tour, opening up for one of my all-time favorite artists, who is uh, Cool Keith. Um, wait a minute. And- whoa, 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 wait, 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 wait. <laughs> yep. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> that I did not expect that to come out of your mouth. <laughs> huge yeah, cool key fan. Got- huh? I'm a huge cool key fan. Oh my god, dude. I just did a record with Cool Keith's cousin. That's I my listened god. to it today. Yeah, you tell- did. Tell us about uh, I Haven't Tried You, which which you made with uh, Kuki's cousin and, and frequent collaborator, Mark Live. Uh, tell us how that all went down. Well, um, Mark Live and I are uh, good friends. And uh, he's sort of like a gangster rapper, if you will. And I'm, you know, a mixed of <laughs> As you could tell, I I, uh, I have a classic jazz uh, kind of knack, but I also sing R&B and soul and contemporary jazz and urban. But um, but I really um, have a natural uh, knack for the classics uh, like Nat King Cole. And so uh, Mark and I were talking one day um, in Hollywood and decided, you know, let's do like a blend of something that you kind of have a natural knack for and blend what I do and make a record. And we said, let's see how this works. And it ended up uh, going on the charts. It made the charts, um, the digital radio tracker charts. We went to number 28 
on the top 150 global artists, and we we made the top 200 global charts with The Weeknd and Ariana Grande and Justin Bieber and and just the biggest names in music, and um, we made like three different charts and got on about 23 radio stations around the country and around the world and uh, 2 million listeners, no, no, no more than that, like per week. Uh, yeah, something like 2 million per week for wow. like a, like a, yeah, for like an eight week run. Um, so, so that's, uh, that's what happened with, uh, and we're releasing another song on August 24th that, that uh, I, I wrote, I haven't tried you and uh, composed it. And um, yeah, it's, it's still going on. We're actually, you know, doing song by song to complete an album. Sounds great. We'll, we'll be checking it out. And I know, uh, you were excited. Uh, I think you're doing, is this, this August 26th date is your first uh, post-pandemic live show. Is that correct? That is correct. So uh, I'm embarrassed to say I've actually never been to Los Angeles. Um, so I oh, know really? a little. Never once? I've, I never have. Yeah, which is amazing because my uh, wife's family was from out there they just all moved out um towards this way but um uh, Aaron has a show at Feinstein's at Vitello's am I saying that right that's correct and you want to uh we, yeah we actually have a lot of listeners in LA um so any info you want to give people um I think people would have a good time I've listened to a lot of your music it's got a very uh soulful feel to it uh very peaceful feeling I know uh, Aaron does some nice stuff with the falsetto, Jared. Oh yeah, I bet. Um, so I wish I wish I were in LA to to check it out, but maybe some of our listeners can make it out uh, on August twenty sixth. I think it's at eight p.m. Eight p.m. Yes, the doors open at six thirty, and it's in Studio City. Um, do you have like what do you have to, to you know do you just the name to tell the listeners or do you have a link that you can give them how does that work I can put a I can definitely put a link in the uh podcast description um it'll embed right in there and, and people can click on it Okay Yep um and we could post it on our Instagram we will definitely get the word out um a couple of crazy facts before we get into the sketch Jared um Aaron's performed at the Vatican. Wow. Um, I have been there. Can you tell us a little bit about that, Aaron? Well, um, I have a really good friend. I have some friends. <laughs> I have a few friends. <laughs> uh, I was walking down the street with a buddy of mine named Daryl Fennessy, who is noted for writing the theme song for the Frasier show. Sure. And, it's a yeah, big one. And the show called Kids Say the Darndest Things. He wrote the theme song and sang that. Um, he toured with Michael Jackson pretty much. Um, 
you know, his whole year singing with him, his whole career almost, like the his adult, uh, you know, when he went solo and he was getting ready to perform with them uh, in London uh, before he passed away. So at any rate, um, I was just walking down the street with him. He had some kind of connection, and he said, do you want to sing for the Pope? And I, and I looked at him and said, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> and so the next thing I knew, I was on a plane heading to the Vatican. Mm. And bam, that was it. Was this, was this recently or a while back? No, this, no, this was a while back. This was for the um, millennium. Okay. But Kev, Kevin is pulling up and <laughs> stop. <laughs> I got I got one more crazy one. I kind of love it. Good. Okay, good. go for it. Uh so Aaron was on, I believe I could be wrong, one episode um of Cagney and Lacey. The fa- <laughs> the famous long-running sitcom um that also featured probably the most famous person to come off the show was um Martin Cove uh who is in Karate Kid and Cobra Kai. Oh, he's um, John. He's like Cobra Kai's original sensei. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, Aaron, what do you remember about being on Cagney and Lacey? Anything? Well, that was like <laughs> that was so long ago. <laughs> it was my, it was really my first job, my first acting job, and um, you know. Um, actually, it was it was a stunt that I did. Okay. It was a stunt, and I was pretty athletic. So they asked me if I could, you know, uh, roll down these steps as the actors because someone got hurt on the set, right? And um, and and that's how I actually that was one of the first acting jobs that I did. You know, after that was the movie with Gene Hackman, but but yeah, Cagney and Lacey was uh, a while back. <laughs> yeah, so a, a young buck. So into like recent acting. Um I'm going to see if we've we've interviewed a lot of people from season 1 and we get a, a familiar story from a lot of them. Um and you could tell me if your story differs from theirs. Um, most people go to an audition and they don't really have many expectations. It seems like a small show. Um, did you you audition for this role as Herbie? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Good to hear something different. Yeah, this story is completely different because I'm ready. Unlike how you how you normally get a, an acting job, the one of the casting directors called me. Now this is like bizarre in Hollywood because normally you go to an audition, you audition, you maybe get a call back, and maybe if you get a third call back, there's a good chance you might get it, but you still might not get it. But in this case, the casting director called me and said, "Aaron, uh, just go to the set." And uh, you can do this. Wow. Said, what? 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 Well, we, you know, um, you're going to be playing Herbie Hancock. 
what? <laughs> what? And but then, then I, I, you know, I kind of calmed down a little bit because I'm a jazz singer, right? And I, and I, uh, I wrote a show called Into the Cold, and it's the music of Nat King Cole. So, in my humble opinion, Nat King Cole is probably the coolest guy that ever stood in front of a mic, right? But that's just yeah. my opinion. And, you know, and I have, like I said, I have a natural uh, timbre in my voice when I sing that genre of music. And I just thought to myself, you know what? You could play Herbie Hancock. You sing Nat King Cole music. <laughs> Herbie Hancock is a jazz, cool jazz dude. You're, you know, like, for whatever's worth, you're pretty cool, Aaron. You, you know. <laughs> and so... And so um, I said, you can do this. So I went and uh, they gave me the sides. And before I knew it, I was standing there being uh, dressed by wardrobe. And, and uh, the most exciting part of this show is the ascot that they put on me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a nice ascot. It is very nice. <laughs> You know, I was just thinking today, I was thinking about this ascot. I was like, you know, why didn't I ask them if I could have that ascot? Mm. You know? <sighs> um, so it's just, a, you know, no, I, I think I went shopping for an ascot, but I just couldn't find <laughs> a good ascot. <laughs> I, I'm with you. I, I always struggle to find good ascots. Um, this is a hard, it's a hard thing to find. It really um, is a hard thing to find. So, so the show obviously has a very unique sense of humor. Um, what are your thoughts as this is being recorded? Does it seem funny to you? Does it seem weird? The show? The yeah. Show? That's like when you're up on stage and Tim's talking about having his, the dog trying to bite his hair off repeatedly. <laughs> how are you, how are you feeling? Well, you know, as I'm there to perform, I'm obviously thinking about my lines, thinking about my timing and all that stuff. But you can't help but laugh because it's it's just over the completely over the top. I mean what what's not to laugh at it's it's yeah it's funny to me it's just it's a really really funny show and i i like that sense of humor i like that you know smart over the top um uh, like i'm i'm not supposed to be here but i'm doing it anyway sort of thing <laughs> <laughs> i like that do you uh do you have any favorite sketches outside of the one you were in? Um, I think the one with Vanessa Bayer. <laughs> That's yeah. a really, it's a really funny sketch. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, I'm laughing. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I think the one with Vanessa Bayer is... Yeah, you got it. And then also uh, Will Forte crying in the airplane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, 
I think you would blow some yeah. people's minds if you uh, made an Instagram post using some of the language from the Vanessa Bayer Vanessa Bayer sketch. I think I think people would uh, get a big kick out of that. Um, do you do you remember where this was filmed? Uh, it was um, it was in like a sound stage, like a a sound stage in um, like East. East LA. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I I always wondered if it was at an actual venue, um, but that makes sense. And um, one of the things we we also hear is um, a lot of times there's like whole storylines that are cut from the final product. Do you remember anything funny or meaningful that was cut from this sketch? Um meaningful or funny from my particular sketch yes um there was one other line that i guess the director felt you know because as you guys know the sketches are very short 15 to 18 minutes long right yeah and so i don't know i don't know if the call was because they didn't have enough time or they didn't have a piano to play but there was a one line at the very end where it was like, maybe we can get Herbie to play something. And that was a, a, a line that did not end up in the, in the show. And so that was like a director's call. I don't know if it was, I, I, I tend to think it was because for one, there was no piano on the set. <laughs> and, for two, <laughs> and for two, I think, you know, um, it, 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 it wasn't enough time perhaps. All right, so Jared, I've got I've got a lot of information out of the way here. What 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 questions do you have for Aaron? Yeah, so you've played with Herbie Hancock. Have you had a chance to communicate with him about playing him in the show, or do you not have that kind of relationship with him? No, I don't have that. Herbie okay. Hancock is, is Herbie Hancock. Like, <laughs> 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 not, not, I don't have his number. I can't call him and go, oh, "Hey, gotcha. Herbie, what what's up, man? What are you?" What are you doing? You drinking coffee today? What's going on? <laughs> I wonder if I wonder if he knows at least about the sketch. Like we find a lot of we've talked to people who have like um like people who booked the show and then their niece was like, Oh, that's my favorite show. And and I wonder Herbie's gotta have someone in his world um who uh has told him. That's that's my guess. He I'm has sure. to know. I'm sure he I'm sure. Well, I'm not sure. I would like to think that he he's heard about this show. And, yeah, it's uh, a pretty big deal. I mean, and, yeah. And Jared, he went to Hyde Park High School, by the way. No way. He did. Love Hyde Park. Yeah, on the mean streets of Chicago. <laughs> so um, they say. How do you think that they found you for the the role? I mean, did they did they did you ever get an explanation why that casting director called you? Yeah, she said she researched and found me. She, huh. you know, she went through a, a database and found me. Um, I just think it was, I don't know, I don't want to be too ethereal, but it was, <laughs> you know, some some higher power stuff going on. Hmm. You know, because to play Herbie Hancock, 
is a big deal. Herbie Hancock was a child prodigy. You know, Herbie Hancock played for the Chicago Symphony Orchestra as a, what, a teen? Like a a kid? Something like that? Um, I mean, he played with, you know, the absolute greats from Miles Davis to, to you know, uh, Charlie Parker to uh, Coltrane. I mean, he's just, you know, Wayne Shorter. He's, he's uh, one of the best. He played. I'm just uh, honored that I got that opportunity. You know. Yeah, he was 11 when he played with the symphony orchestra. There it is. That's humongous. That's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. He also, uh, I can say, embraced hip hop. One of the like most prominent musicians to embrace early hip hop, um, which is I don't know, just meaningful to me. But. Um, uh, so we know that I Think You Should Leave has this uh, sort of core fan base that's really into the show. They love quoting lines from the show. Um, have you dealt with any of this out in public? Uh, like being well, recognized or anyone saying a line from the show? Well, I have some friends that say lines from the show all the time <laughs> back and forth <laughs> i love it you know yeah like uh the the um the scene where he uh, tim was sitting at the table with uh uh the actress uh in the restaurant the nachos yeah said, yeah the nacho <laughs> 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 uh, my buddy and his girlfriend they always go uh, they always do that scene take all the, <laughs> all the fully loaded chips you haven't been what? accused of you... oh, oh go ahead <laughs> <laughs> you know how Jim does that what what are you, <laughs> yeah, what are you... <laughs> Jared how I f- first connected with Aaron was just I cold post on people's Instagram and he posted something I can't remember and I just said Herbie loves to lie <laughs> yeah. um, and and Aaron sent me a message the other day that says Herbie loves to lie but Aaron is the truth <laughs> and I, I thought that was <laughs> the best message I've ever got um, so every, everyone's in on it um, yeah I feel like I feel like you're gonna be at the grocery store someday Aaron and someone's gonna say like you love to lie and you're going to be confused for a second. Then you're going to be like, Oh, the show <laughs> it's, it's going to happen. Yeah. I only, yeah. I hope that Herbie Hancock himself is not accused of lying a lot. That would be, <laughs> be pretty harmful to his reputation. <laughs> I know that's an interesting line to say that Herbie loves to lie. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I know. When you're, when you're there to honor him. Um, you have t- two lines in the sketch, which you both nail. Um, mm-hmm. You said it straight at the end. I think the dog humped you, um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is hilarious. Um, do you remember um, when you first saw the finished product? Yeah. What did I think? Yeah, and did you have any idea that the show was going to be as big as it's become? No, man. That's, <laughs> that's not only a good question, it's like an interesting question, too, because, like, well, you guys tell me, 
like how big is the show? I'll just play, I, I guess, devil's advocate or kind of like mm. what I don't know if that's playing devil's advocate. I'm just wondering, like, obviously I know that it's humongous, right? But how do you describe it? Yeah, so, and, and I, I promise, Jared, I'll give you time to talk about it, but it's, what's interesting about this. Is that okay this... for me to ask you guys? Oh, yeah, of course. I, I don't, it's not like I do this all the time, so I don't know the protocol. Maybe I'm sure. Oh no. answer your question. No, 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 not at all. Um, it's, we, we love stuff like this. So the show, what's amazing about this show is I think maybe it's at most going to be meaningful for, half the people who watch it there's some people who this type of comedy is just not for them um but to the people who like this show they're gonna be more about this show than anyone is about anything it's like you know what jared and i went through is i mean i can say for myself the first time i watched it i was like yeah that was great that was funny and i just thought i was done with it and then like a week later i was like i really want to watch this sketch again and like while I was trying to find it, I'd watch other ones. And then it just turned out that like the more I watched it, it was almost funnier the more I watched it. And then I think people realized that there were a lot of other people like them that you could say the lines with and, and try to make the lines work into real life. So it's this show like I know some people who can't get any enjoyment out of it, um, but people who like it really love it. What do you think, Jared? Yeah, I agree. I mean, I didn't know that. I, I mean, a couple of my friends strongly recommended it. Um, I watched it first on an airplane because I downloaded the episodes. And I, I laughed out loud a couple of times, but I didn't think I would go back and watch it as much as I have. Um, but it definitely grows on you. And it's oddly thought provoking. And, and you kind of get, for the people who really like it, they get drawn back to it and become almost obsessed. Um, which I think I'd put myself in that category. Same. Um, and I just think, I think it has a very, you know, rabid cult following, not like, not a scary one, but like, you know, one where the people who like it really like it and they talk about it and interact about it. Um, and it's, it's kind of invaded pop culture. Some, you know, a lot of the like Twitter memes and stuff have taken off with it. You know, politicians use the jokes from the show a lot of the lines from the show just have hit other parts of the culture. So I guarantee you, if you're, you know, if, if you're walking the street and, um, you know, people can find, you know, they will find you if, if they're a fan of the show, like on an airplane or something like that. I, <laughs> I wouldn't be shocked if you get yelled at, you know, that you like the lie or something like that. Uh, um, but it's, it's a big deal with a lot of people and season two just came out, which I think is phenomenal. Um, yeah. so that's drawing in a, a larger fan base too. And Netflix has done a pretty good job marketing it. So, um, I think it's only going to grow, particularly if they keep adding other seasons and the quality is the same. I think the other factor is that, um, a lot of the people who like the show are, um, journalists, artists, musicians. So a lot of the people who don't like it don't have any, um, voice to say that they don't like it but people who do like it make t-shirts and draw and paint stuff from the show write articles on the internet so uh i think the voice is really strong so um i saw some stuff online too that a woman 
was being congratulated by her agency for booking a role for season three. So it looks like we'll have season three coming. Oh, too. that's excellent news. I know. There's a season three already in the work? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And if you haven't watched season two, it's it's got a different feel to it, but it's really funny as well. Yeah, there's a different sort of undercurrent to it, but it's it's just as brilliant in my view. Um, I, I did not know that there was a. Uh, sorry, Jared, go, go ahead. <laughs> no, no, no. That was that was my full point. I was just uh, basking in the brilliance of season two, just thinking about it. But yeah, I'm excited. You know, if I'm cutting people off, that that's not cool. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, you're you're great. Um, you might have the most laid back uh, voice we've had on the show, so it's. It's not, it's not cutting us off. Uh, it's usually me cutting Jared off, so he's used to it. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, if you but, can't cut your college buddy off, then I mean, what's the point? That's true. That's true. That's true. That's true. Yeah, we, we, uh, we've been through lots of times in Hyde Park that set us up for success, you know. Um, wow. But yeah, but yeah, I don't know. I'm just, you've gone through. Um, all the questions I have, but we just, if you have anything you think we've missed about that episode, um, we'd love to hear it or otherwise we can. Well, one thing I know that, you know, I don't know if you guys know, they have this humongous billboard on Melrose in Hollywood with, I, I think you should leave. Did you know that? I've heard of, not I've heard about a large, a large billboard. Um, I think the enemy of the show, our friend Vinod, went to look for the billboard and it may be down now that that could be breaking news but he was in la over the weekend and went to look for the billboard but could not find it so but he also could just be sabotaging the story so um that that wouldn't be uh, uh i doubt him. if the billboard is down because it just went up because <laughs> <laughs> well once hey. again vinode finds new ways to ruin the show for us so congratulations Charity. to him Jared, you know what I know about Vinod? He loves to lie. He loves to lie. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's exactly... Who, who is this person that you're referring to? Yes. He's, a, he's a close friend of ours. He doesn't live in LA. He was um, there with his kids. He lives in Seattle. And he um, was my co-host at WHBK. Yeah. Or I, I guess technically I was his co-host. He was the, the brains behind that operation. Um, very talented uh hip-hop dj but just not very funny you know no what i mean of, no sense of humor yeah no i, I humor. know it's um it's unfortunate <laughs> <laughs> all right we love so, you we love you even <laughs> yeah it's all it's all a running bit we have on the show he um, also listens to every episode which is which is uh I, I don't know if any listener listens to every show the way he does so that, that was a special shout out to him <laughs> um all right, so I do want to stress the important point is uh, Aaron, who has been a longtime musician. He's very, I believe uh, Aaron's thing is you've just, you were performing live, I think, um, very regularly pre-pandemic. Um, so we want to stress that he's getting back out there. August 26th, Feinstein, Feinstein's at Vitello's. Um, in Los Angeles, 8 p.m. We're gonna post links on our Instagram and in the podcast information. Um, but people, uh, so I mean, I listened to the music today. 
Um, I think it's the type of music anybody can get into. Uh, it's very soulful. Um, check out I Haven't Tried You with Mark Live. Um, Aaron, what am I missing? I want to make sure everybody's ready ready to move from Aaron the actor to Aaron the musician. One thing that uh, you didn't mention or you might know or might not, I don't know. Uh, Sony released I Haven't Tried You. Ooh, yeah, let's talk about this. So you have um, you have a deal with Sony. Uh, they released I Haven't Tried You, and, and they're going to pick right. up the whole, whole album as well? Yeah, we're releasing one song at a time until we're until we just have uh, first the you know the uh, EP and then uh, the album. So we're just releasing it one song at a time. That's amazing. The next, one, the next release date is August twenty fourth. That's great. I'll, I'll definitely my show actually. I'll be checking for it. Um, I got to make sure I'm following you on Spotify. Uh, it's official. Um, yeah. How how did you um how did you hook up with Sony for the distribution? Well, actually, um, the record label that Mark is with had a deal with Sony, right? Yeah. And so that's how we that's how we got uh, to release our album. Mark actually is Ice T's kind of right hand man. I've heard they had the um, the Analog Brothers project. Um, which I think was Keith, Mark, Ice T, and a couple other rappers. Um, as you know, they they do all sorts of uh, collaborations. Um, actually, I don't know if Mark well, was on me, that. Go ahead. Tell me again about Cool Keith. How how do you what what is this you? How do you know Cool Keith? So I've just been, I've been a fan for a long time. And when I was in Chicago, I saw him perform a couple of times. Uh, he's an amazing performer. And then I worked for a really small record label when I got out of college. And we had this this group that was awesome. They were, when they toured, they could really um, pull a lot of people and they toured nonstop for years. So they would always do a headliner tour um to make some money and then they would open up for a bigger headliner to sort of you know get more fans and uh when we were supporting their album they opened up for cool keith um and they did like i think they did 35 shows across the country um so i actually got to kind of see cool keith like backstage and and before shows um I just think he's one of the funniest people ever. Wow. Now, did you know Mark Live was, was Cool Keith's cousin? Um, I, I realized that a few years ago, but I didn't know that at the beginning. Um, and I think Mark also knows this character who, who I saw Keith with a lot on that tour, uh, Jackie Jasper. Have you ever heard of him? you might not have he's most famous for for being in keith's circle um but i think keith lives in la too doesn't he no he's in new york but he was in la okay back in in like the i guess the 90s yeah he loves la uh or at least he often says he does but um 
but yeah yeah do, do you listen to his music at all yeah a little bit but i i wasn't to be honest i was not like a big fan until his cousin hit me to him you know <laughs> sure sure i mean he <laughs> makes like so the thing with keith and people couldn't tell if he was sort of in on the joke for a long time but he makes a lot of weird stuff um and people have kind of figured out recently he does it on purpose because it it sort of like uh it makes it interesting to people um but if you take sort of like his best music um it's just some of the best hip-hop ever it's weird and there's some material in it that like i think some people don't want to listen to but he's he's really brilliant that's mark is gonna be like happy to know that we talked about cool keys <laughs> that's that's great and and just I, if you hear from me someday i i'm i'm sort of in the back of my head planning like a uh like a one-on-one hip-hop themed podcast and i'll definitely have to reach out to you to get mark on someday absolutely absolutely yeah um, you, are you planning on doing that i am yeah i got a, i got a couple of people lined up the issue is i have i have two young daughters and it's been this crazy quarantine time so like it's kind of hard to carve out the time um but i i think uh i think once it gets cold out and I'm up in Massachusetts. Nobody wants to go outside. I think I can probably make it happen. Um, mm. But I bet Mark has some stories. Oh, of course. <laughs> and they, and they, you know, he, he toured. He, he was his hype man before he, and that's how Ice-T asked him to be his hype man. It's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah, I mean. That would be super sweet, man. I appreciate you guys. We appreciate you. We uh, are glad you were here, and uh, we'll definitely be following. I'll be looking for the next single, too. Yeah, congrats awesome. on getting back out there to live performances. It's exciting. Yeah, I know. I know. It's been crazy. Yes. Awesome. All, All right, Aaron. Have a great night. Thank oh, sorry. You Thank you. Likewise. Have a great night. You too. Thanks. Bye-bye. Take care. We really appreciate you being on tonight. Yeah, thank you Man, so much, Aaron. Appreciate I it. appreciate you guys. I appreciate you guys. This was awesome. That's a Chunky has always been supported by the Etsy shop of Swayzine, S-W-A-Y-Z-I-N-E. Uh, in the past, you've seen his amazing motivational posters, his um, at the Nighthawks Diner featuring characters from I Think You Should Leave, uh, you also know his vintage jazz posters of Paul Bufano, Marcus the Worm Hicks, and Mookie Kramer. Um, Swayzine has a ton of new items in his shop we wanted to let you guys know about. Um, those three jazz posters have been turned into uh, attractive t-shirts. The Marcus Hicks in blue, the Mookie Kramer in green, Paul Bufano in white. He has a uh, very affordable uh, Bozo the Clown Clown Pewter sticker that you can put on your computer. Um, there is a Baby of the Year bib and onesie. Uh, he has Angels and Archways t-shirts, um, as well as uh, two new posters, one featuring Dangerous Nights, um, which is being framed and put on my wall, and an amazing portrait of uh, Brian from 
the uh, hat sketch, the insider trading sketch. Um, but the whole point of me re-recording this ad was to tell you about maybe the most innovative, I think you should leave product I've seen in my time doing this podcast, which is actual Dan Flash's shirts. So this isn't like a t-shirt that says Dan Flash on the front. This is a short or a short sleeve polo or a long sleeve uh, collared shirt that has the pattern Tim Robinson is wearing in the Dan Flash's sketch, uh, affordably placed at $30. I know when I went um, to the Dan Flash's stores at the Creeks, I spent $800 out, out the door and um, didn't eat for a long time, uh, saving my per diem. Um, but if you go to etsy.com slash shop slash Swayzine, again, Swayzine is S-W-A-Y-Z-I-N-E. Um, you can own these shirts yourself. Um, and we want to thank uh, Reggie from Swayzine for his support of That's a Chunky. I also want to give a quick plug for the Instagram account, ebdraws, that's E-B-D-R-A-W-L-S. This artist has created uh, an amazing painting of Carl Havoc. Suffice it to say, it's a a lot. Uh, But um, they have turned their painting, which has sold online. I thought about making an offer for it. Um, they've turned the painting into a print. Um, there's also a print of Tim uh, from the Carver hot dog sketch uh, and the uh, sketch from season one where he, as dressed as a hot dog, drives a car through the Brooks Brothers shop. So um, EB Draws asked me um, just to let people know that there are prints available Um there is not an official store now, but you can just message the Instagram at ebdraws. I don't want Bluetooth. I don't want voice activated lights. I don't want satellite radio. I don't want extra cup holders. All I want is a good Camera. 
their money, the bones are 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 their money.